After 11 years, Brett's marriage had grown stale. He wanted something better for he and his wife. Focus on the families helped our marriage from the standpoint of opening our hearts to see things from the other's perspective and to make sure that God is centered in our marriage. I'm Jim Daly. Together we can save more marriages like Brett's and give families hope. Donate at focusonthefamily.ca slash give. The hardest part about being a single parent is I'm always just utterly exhausted. This week, the hardest part about being a single parent is having to be the PhD, having to be the cheerleader, having to be the coach, and never really having anyone support you in that way. What is a bit challenging is uh, having a social life. Um, not having enough money for extras just for your, just to get by and pay your bills. You know, single parents have a lot to do. They're a unique brand of heroes. And today on Focus on the Family, we want to encourage you, if you're alone, and give you ideas for helping uh, the single parents in your life. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, as Christians, we know that God is always with us, uh, but the enemy loves to try to convince us that we are completely alone, and that is his mm-hmm. goal. And I especially think that's one of Satan's biggest tactics against single parents. Uh, he knows that if he can convince the single dad or single mom that no one sees them or cares about them, then he can keep that single parent discouraged and depressed pretty constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that describes how you're feeling today, I want to remind you of what God says in Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Man, that is powerful, not just for single parents, for right? For all of us. That's yeah. for all of us. Uh, today, uh, we want to specifically talk to you single moms and single dads and give you some encouragement and advice uh, for that journey you're on and to remind you that you can do this because God is with you. And we have Linda Ranson Jacobs in the studio with us uh, to do that. She uh, has raised her two kids as a single mom, and she's the founder of the Divorce Care for Kids program. She's an author and has written a book called The Single Parent, Confident and Successful. And we have copies of that here at focusonthefamily.ca. Linda, this is your first time here. Welcome to Focus on the Family. Thank you so much. Uh, You became a single parent uh, very suddenly, unexpectedly. Describe how those events played out for you. What what brought that about? Um, to this day, I still really don't know what brought it about, but um, we were working in a church, both of us, and uh, raising our children, and had what I thought was a happy family, and um, one day he walked in in the summer, and he goes, um, I'm going to take you to dinner tonight, and I was so excited, because we, you know, he's traveled all the time, so we went out to dinner, and he said, I want a divorce, and don't start crying in the restaurant, so <laughs> I was like... I was just speechless. Just so out of left field. I just, I didn't have a clue. Like I said, he traveled a lot. So, um, yeah, and it it was, after that, it was a long process because he kept changing his mind and moving back in. And I met with a pastor for counseling for over a year. And finally, one day with tears streaming down his face, he said, 
I can help marriages that need a Band-Aid, but I, your marriage needs more than that. Yeah. How old were your kids at that <laughs> My point? My kids were um, 7 and 11 at the time. 7 and 11. So that just, I think, paints the picture for the mom, single moms and single dads that are listening about where you were at then. Um, there was an Easter Sunday service, I think, that really kind of woke you up after your divorce. Um, what happened and what did you feel like that God was telling you? Well, we pulled up into the um, parking lot. This was the first Easter after the divorce had gone through. So this was a for sure thing that I was now as a single mom. Well, that's one of the things, all the firsts after that, mm-hmm. right? The first Christmas after your family right. falls apart, the mm-hmm. first Easter, you're so, hitting it. And I had been thinking, I am raising my kids in a broken home. And so we pulled in the parking lot and one of our friends had a tripod set up and he goes, um, Brian, bring your mom and sister over here and let's get a family picture. And my daughter screamed, don't you know we don't have a family? And she goes running into the church. Mm-hmm. And I was just speechless. And then my son just ducked his head and very lethal said, I guess you didn't know my dad moved out and we don't have a family anymore. And he goes walking in the church the other direction. Oh, my goodness. And it hit me. Wow. My kids just verbalized what I've been thinking. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And so God got a hold of me. He really spoke to me during the sermon. And I got home and I said, kids, you said something today that's not true, that we don't have a family anymore. And I said, we have a family. And my son said, Mom, look around. In case you haven't noticed, there's no dad in the home. And God just gave me the words. The Holy Spirit just spoke through me. And I said, I know there's no dad in the home, but you know what? God can be the father in our home. And God can be my husband. And he's going to be the father in our home. And my son said, well, that's great, Mom, but I need somebody with skin on to talk to you. Mm-hmm. He was just such a little character. And he was seven at that time? <clears throat> yeah, he was seven. Wow. And, that's uh, a fireball. Yeah. And I go, Holy Spirit, you better tell me what to say. And I said, you know what? You can talk to God. You can talk to God, and you can hear him back. He speaks through songs. He speaks through the Bible. He speaks through pastors, and he speaks to you in your heart. And you just talk to God. And uh, so going down the years, 10 years later, he's a senior in high school. And um, I said, Brian, you know, I'm kind of worried about you running around with, um, I forget the name we called him in the book. He had a, we changed all the names of the book. Yeah, right. I said, with your special friend. And he said, Mom, 10 years ago, when I was in second grade, you said, talk to God, and he would answer me. And I went to bed that night, and I said, God, I need a friend. I need a male friend. I went to school the next day, and my friend showed up in class that day. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I have been friends with him for 10 years, and I will not desert him in his time of need. Wow. I, you had to be a proud mom when that happened. I was so proud. Yeah. <laughs> Linda, let me, let me uh, hit that topic. You touched on it a moment ago, but all the statistics that can be heavy for that single parent mom or that single parent dad where, uh, you know, the children in a single parent household have more difficulty succeeding. Uh, you know, they don't graduate high school at the same rate as a two-parent family. They don't go to college at the same rate as a two-parent family, et cetera. But those are predictive things. I come from a single-parent household. Uh, my mom, who was wonderful, even though I only had her till uh, I was nine years old. And then I even lived with my dad as a single-parent dad a couple of years later after foster care and some other stops. But um, in that context, those statistics, again, are predictive but not necessarily accurate. That's not going to happen to everybody. It just makes your 
difficulties uh, a little greater and those speed bumps a little bigger. But it's not impossible, especially for God. He is the father to the fatherless. I love that scripture. Mm-hmm. How did that burden you at first when you heard those statistics and and you felt like your kids were disadvantaged, if I could say it that way? I ran a therapeutic child care. And when I looked after I went through the divorce, all the children with major, and I'm not just saying this happens in every single parent family, but all the kids with major problems were from single parent homes. And so my first prayer was so pitiful. I got on my knees and I said, oh, God, don't let Julie get pregnant when she's 15 and don't let Brian get into drugs. Those aren't bad prayers. They're not bad. But if I had stayed on that line of praying, I in feel fear. My, in fear, my children would have failed. Yeah. And so I had to really start studying God's word and finding out how how to raise these children. I wanted my children to be successful. I didn't want them to be a statistic. And I knew from my childcare, I knew all the statistics. I didn't want that for my kids. Mm, yeah. I, I love your emphasis on humor. Uh, that was something my mom had, and I could see it in you. Just that ability to get through tough days. I mean, where else are you going to go? You're either going to go into despair or you're going to laugh and say, okay. You had a particular issue with the baseball bat, which I also loved. Uh, what was the story with the bat, and how did you laugh about a baseball bat? Oh, my goodness. My kids love telling this story. When I, when I tell my daughter I was going to write this book, and she goes, well, you have to change the names to protect the innocent. And I bet, but you were not innocent. And so You're being named in this <laughs> yeah. book. She said, well, then I'm telling the bat story. So um, I had to promise her I'd tell the bat story. So I had gone to work early one day. And it was just one of those days where everything went wrong. You know, this, just everything. I could go all day about everything went wrong. I came home and I was so frustrated. Well, we had, the kids were doing their homework, you know, and we had an old dryer. That's another thing, single parents, everything in their house is old and broken just about. So my son had come up with the idea, well, the dryer door, broke and he said we'll just put a bat in the door and we'll jam the door up and then it'll work and so we'd been doing that for months so, so I came it did work it did work Good yeah for him. it did work <laughs> So he's a clever boy. He was. So we, I came home that day and I had put some stuff in the laundry and I put it in the dryer and I jammed that bat in the door and it fell out. I was like, oh, so I put this stuff in the door and I jammed that bat in the door and I waited a couple seconds and it stayed. So I walked, turned to walk away. And the minute my foot stepped in the kitchen, the bat fell out. <laughs> it was the, it was the end for me for it that day. It triggered you. I, <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, it triggered me. I took that bat and I started beating. Have you ever taken a bat and tried to beat a steel dryer? It doesn't work too well. <laughs> so I'm wham, wham, wham. And my kids come running in there because they heard the noise all the way in the living room. And Julie saw what I was doing and she puts her hands like that and she goes, whoa, Brian, back up. Better the bat than us. I mean, <laughs> the dryer back, than us. Whoa, whoa. She's going to use the bat on us. You know, and they start laughing. I started laughing and it was just one of those moments. It just, it broke me. The hitting the bat, my daughter's comment, the look on their face. It was just a fun moment and they just love telling that story now. yeah you don't look like a washing machine beater <laughs> I <did>. <laughs> <laughs> or a dryer beater yeah but you know um linda you encourage single parents to ask god and i think this is a great point so lean in on this one uh you encourage parents single parents to ask god what instead of asking why what do you mean by that? Well, when you ask why, you stay in that down moment. Why did he leave me? What did I do wrong? Why, why, why? You just keep yourself down. And so what we are, and a lot of single parents, why God? Why God? You know, if you knew the answer, it really wouldn't make that much difference. You'd still be a single parent. 
So I tell single parents to ask, what, what, God, what do you want me to do? What do I do? Where do I go from here? What do I do to become a better single parent? So I think we just have to change the verbiage in our mind to what instead of why. You know, Linda, that's so powerful for everybody. I mean, because I think when we're in a hole in this life, whatever it might be, we do go to the why questions with God. You know, why am I in this situation? Why does it feel like you've left me? Why am I not being blessed the way I think you should bless me? And uh, it's really unproductive. Rather than saying just what do you want me to do in this experience right now? What do you want me to learn? What do you want me to do? I think, I mean, that is... uh, really helpful if you can get to that point in your relationship with the Lord, right? Right, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's dig into the discipline and behavioral issues of being a single parent. Okay, this is everybody's going, okay, yeah, let's get into that. Uh, many uh, single parents wonder if they're too strict or too lenient. I can see that with Gene and I. Uh, you know, we balance each other. I, I think we complete each other, which is what the scripture says. And one of us tends to be a little more lenient, the other one a little more strict. And together, I think we get to a good place. Which but, is God's design. Yeah, for which family. is his design. And then, you know, in the. In the single parent situation, you don't have that person, that partner that can be the uh, the opposite. And how do you manage that if you're the lenient type of parent or if you're the too strict parent? Right. And neither one will work with a single parent family. I tell people, and I don't know why we don't think of this more in our world today, but replicate Jesus in every discipline situation replicate Jesus. You know, Jesus didn't scream at his disciples. He didn't pout when they didn't do something he wanted them to do. He was empathetic. So many times single parents, they don't have empathy for their child. They're so frustrated on what they're going through, they forget the empathy for the Mm -hmm. child. So Jesus was empathetic. He was loving. He was tender. He was kind. He touched people, and he pulled a little child up on his lap one time. You know, my son was fifth grade when it it dawned on me, oh, my gosh, I haven't hugged that kid. And I don't even remember when Mm. because he was a growing boy and I was so busy all the time. I'd hug my daughter and I started hugging my son because he needed those hugs from me and my daughter needed those touches. So if it's you just start out touching their elbow and then their shoulder, but replicate Jesus in your single parent life. You can't fail if you replicate Jesus. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. What do moms love about Focus on the Family's Clubhouse magazine? I love watching her have so much fun, and I know that every page is pointing her to the Lord. I love that my son teaches me about Jesus from what he learned in Clubhouse magazine. I love watching them get all excited when they run to the mailbox each month. To order your magazine subscription to Clubhouse or Clubhouse Junior, please visit us at clubhousemagazine.ca. That's clubhousemagazine.ca. Focus on the Family Canada wants to inspire teen girls to grow in their faith with a new and improved Brio magazine. By nearly doubling the size of each magazine, teen girls will love the fresh new design, including more articles, interviews, and daily devotions focused on a growing faith in Christ. Inspire teen girls to grow in their faith. Order your subscription today at briomagazine.ca. That's briomagazine.ca. Or call 1-800-8-FAMILY. Check out Focus on the Family Canada's daily broadcast app and join millions of listeners as they tune into the daily broadcast every day with Jim Daly and John Fuller. 
featuring interviews with a variety of Christian experts giving tips and advice on how to be a better spouse, parent, or follower of Christ. Take an authentic and inspirational look at the family, all from a godly perspective. Get the free app today at focusonthefamily.ca slash mobile or visit your Apple, Google, or Windows app store. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. You mentioned the step-back parenting approach. Mm -hmm. That sounds, uh, I like that. That's kind of like get the big picture and better understand where Mm -hmm. things are at. But what is step-back parenting? Well, and I do workshops on step-back parenting, and that means you stop, you literally take a physical step back. Because that slows your mind down. That helps you to think through the situation. It's so easy to start yelling, you did what? Your teacher said what? You need to step back and think about it. My children learned really fast when they asked me a question or when they told me something had happened that I was going to step back and think about it a little while. And so step back parenting is important. One, I was doing this at a conference and one guy goes, really? Because what my son did last night, I'd be stepping back to the next block. I was like, well, that's what you have to do. Or that's stepping what you have forward. To do. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want you stepping forward. <laughs> Well, we're enjoying our conversation today with Linda Ranson Jacobs, and uh, she's got this great book, The Single Parent, and we do recommend you pick up a copy for additional help and encouragement as she's offered uh, thus far in our conversation today on Focus on the Family. And the link is at focusonthefamily.ca or call 800, the letter A, and the word family. Linda, pushing on that theme of, you know, if you have a gut sense, you had that situation with your daughter, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And I'd love for that story because it's so educational. Uh, What happened with your daughter? How old was she and what did she do and what was your sense and how did you respond? Mm -hmm. She was 15 and we had had the conversation about dating. And let me just sidetrack a little bit because I think single parents need to know this. When you come up on different decisions like dating and things, call all your your friends that your child associates with and ask what they're doing the for The parents dating. of those friends. Yeah, the parents. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, the parents of all your child's friends. I did that. And I, then I wrote everything down and I made a list. So later on when she said, well, the Smiths are doing that, I go, um... No, no, the Smiths are not. It's written right here. Uh, no, no, the Joneses are not. It's written right here. So it came in very handy at different times. But that one night, I had studied my child. I knew my child. And she was going to go spend the night with her friend that went to our church. And they lived down the street from us. And so we were all, like, you know, it's New Year's Eve. Everybody's excited about New Year's Eve. And, and uh, I don't know, about 5 o'clock, something didn't feel right about that, you know, that instinct. So I thought, hmm, I'm just going to call. Um, Lori's friend, her mom. So I called and I talked to Peggy and I said, um, let me talk to Julie. And she goes, well, they're not here right now. I said, you mind telling me where they are? And she said, they went, all went on a date. And I was like, excuse me? She said, yeah, they went on a date. Julie went with her boyfriend and, and they came and got the girls. And there, I said, where did they go? At the movie theater in Broken Arrow. That's where we lived. And I went to the movie theater. Oh, I called her grandmother and I said, can Julie spend the night with you tonight? She said, sure. So I went to the movie theater. I went in the movie that they were watching, and I found her, and I tapped on her shoulder. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Julie. Okay, this is the cringe moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm crooking my finger. <clears throat> Come yeah. with me. She comes out, and she goes, Mom, I go, probably best not to say anything to me right now, but you need to get your purse and your stuff and tell your friends goodbye because you're leaving. Oh, my. So I got her. Good got for the, you. I, we got in the car, and she started talking. I said, mm, not now. No, no, I have to think about this. And so I said, you're going to spend the night with your grandma. And she said, 
what? Because she didn't like her grandma's cooking. She didn't like spending <laughs> the night over there. I tried to pick the worst is, place, you know, that she wouldn't have New Year's Eve. It yeah. was good New separation. <laughs> so and she had no makeup, no toothbrush, nothing. <clears throat> you know, 15-year-old daughter. So um, the next morning, my son gets up, and he goes, uh, where's Julie? I said, oh, she spent the night over at your grandma's. And we went on. I didn't tell him what Julie did because it was none of his business. This was between Julie and I, which single parents make a big mistake in mm. letting the whole family know what's going on. But this was between Julie and me and not Brian. So oh, we just lounged around for a while, and about 4 o'clock, we went over and got her. And um, I was happy and talked to Grandma Ranson, and we came home and I mean, my life went on. Three days later, she came and she goes, Mom, can you talk to me? Please, let's talk. It's killing me that you're not talking to me. And I said, I'm talking to you. You're not talking to me. You broke our relationship on your end because you did what you knew I wouldn't approve of. I'm fine. My life has gone on. She said, what's my punishment? I said, you've given yourself punishment. I don't have to punish Julie. You Hmm. did that to yourself. Hmm. And so we went on with life. And... You know, it was just a learning experience for her. But it is tough to be that disciplinarian and, you know, on the other hand, to love your kids and to make sure they know that they're loved and bounce back and forth doing it all on your own. And that's a beautiful uh, story and expression of how to do that well. Well, let me extend this story a little bit. Um, the next year, Brian was in middle school and he came home one night and he goes, and one day and he goes, Mom, you should see how those kids make out in the hallway. I was going, Really? I better not ever hear of you doing that. And Julie goes, yeah, or she'll come to school, tap you on the shoulder, pull you out, and you'll be embarrassed. (laughs) I was like, I tell people, use one child to teach another child. That's right. (laughs) Do that once, that bold step one time, that's all you need. What advice do you have for that, yeah, that parent? single parent to be able to reach out and ask for help. I mean, it sounds like a bit of a, I mean, it's tough. I can imagine that, but the pride issue of that, Mm -hmm. the sense of failure, inadequacy, that Mm -hmm. I'm not adequate enough to provide. You you mentioned those struggles and those. You just, you have to think of the welfare of your child and you have to put their welfare above your own. And, you know, we all love our children so much, but when you're a single parent, there's nobody to discuss this with. Do you think we should apply for the free lunch program or the loan or whatever it is? And so you have to put your own issues aside and you just have to do it. You you might talk to a friend or something, but you, you know, you pray about it and you move forward. Yeah, I appreciate what you just said there, Linda. I was thinking as you were speaking that you really have to stay connected to God um, and ask him, what do you want in this situation? Mm-hmm. You've got to be really in tune as a single parent. But it's a tough thing because you've got to carry the load of raising the kids and all the work. How do you find time for the Lord? Well, I would get up at 4 o'clock every morning, and um, we lived in Oklahoma, and we had it was really cold in the wintertime, and so I turned my heater down at nighttime because I just could not afford all the bills. So um, the next morning, I'd get up, and I'd turn the heater up so it'd be warm when the kids got up, and I'd go downstairs, and I'd fix me a cup of tea, and I would get my Bible, and I'd wrap a blanket and put it on the heater on the floor, and the warm air would come up around me. And so I'd drink a couple of drinks of tea, and I would start reading my Bible, but many more mornings my kids came downstairs to me like <laughs> sound asleep <laughs> because I was so tired yeah. and that bothered me for so long but a, a f- dear friend of mine in California said you know what God knew you were making the effort and God was wrapping his arms around you and you were sleeping in the arms of the Lord mm. when that happened no that's a good picture 
It really is. We're coming in for a landing here, Linda, but a couple more questions. One, after your children were grown, you married your second husband. You delayed that because you didn't uh, want to, I think, encumber your kids, I believe. But um, you did marry your second husband, but he passed away. Mm -hmm. Describe that feeling. You must have felt loss on top of loss. (laughs) I did. Um, It was was hard. And... um, I just thought, well, that's it for my life. I'm over. I'm just going to go sit in Oklahoma and sit in a rocking chair the rest of my life. God wasn't through with me. God is never through with you. I don't care how long you're a single parent. I don't care if you remarry and you divorce again. You remarry and the person dies. God has something in store for you. Uh, And I didn't know where we were going at the time. God and I, I didn't know. But God has taken me on an incredible journey. And I... Uh, the man I married was Mexican, so I got acquainted with a whole different culture. And we are, that family and I are still close today. And mm. whenever an issue comes up, they call me. And um, How long were you married? I wasn't married, less than a year. Wow, and oh, then he wow. passed away. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, uh, you kind of are a poster person for grief, <laughs> you know. And I know that's not you because the smile on your face and your optimism and your hope in Christ. No, but you grieve. You grieve so deeply. Yeah. And I just, I, you grieve so deeply. You grieve for the divorce, the death of your marriage, but you grieve when someone dies. But when they die, you have the hope that you will see them again in heaven. And you know if they're a Christian, they are in heaven. So I knew that Mario was in heaven and that he was peaceful and he was free of cancer. Um, so it's a different experience. It's a different grief, but it's still grief. You had an experience with a friend, Mandy, that gave you a glimpse of how God can use our pain for good. And this, I think, given what you've just said, this is the right place to land. Um, share that story with us. What happened with Mandy? She was a, a good friend of mine. She had a four-year-old, <clears throat> and um, she contracted cancer. She was not a Christian. Uh, she came to know Christ through the cancer. None of her family were Christian. I had been out of town all one day and uh, came back into Broken Arrow and just thought, I'll stop by her house. And when I rang the doorbell, her sisters go, we've trying to reach you all day. And they go, she needs to talk to you. And they left. And she said, I want you to plan my funeral with me because I know I'm dying. And so we, her and I planned her funeral. And then when she was in the hospital, I went to the hospital all the time to visit with her. And I would climb in her bed and sing praise songs to her, courses and things. And one night I, I got a call from the hospital, and they go, you need to come back up really fast. I'm like, why? And she goes, you need to sing these courses to her. Her family have her so upset, her blood pressure. I said, I'm a single mom. I'm there all the time. I need a night for my kids. And they go, please, please. I said, I will come, but you have to get her family out of the room. And so they said, when you come, her blood pressure goes down. She calms down. Mm. And I don't know if this nurse was a Christian or not, but she said, the Lord speaks into her life at that moment. So I went. I stayed really late that night. I sang and sang and sang. And she was in a coma. She was so calm, but I know she heard the words of the Lord. I know she did. Well, Linda, I mean, that is a perfect place to remind everybody that there is hope in Christ. Hmm. And even if you're you know, feeling the world is against you in so many ways. You've experienced so much of that, and you've really described everything in your great book, The Single Parent, uh, Confident and Successful. But, Linda, thank you for being with us. Thank you for putting this down in the book. I thank you for the hard life that you led. Mm -hmm. Um, So much of my mom's story and your story, too. So I really connect with you in that way, and it seems like you've managed it well, and your kids are doing well. 
and that's what counts. My kids are doing well. Now, Lord, just let me say that every single parent, don't delay what God can do for you in your life. Stay with him. You may not know right now, but just stay with God. You don't know what he has planned for you. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Some great words of hope from our guest today, Linda Ranson Jacobs. And we do encourage you to get a copy of her book, The Single Parent, Confident and Successful. And please, uh, if you're interested in the book, order that directly from Focus on the Family Canada so that your purchase goes right back into helping us encourage parents in uh, their everyday journey as a mom or a dad and also in times of crisis. We have so much help for them, and uh, your support makes a great deal of difference. Our number is 800, the letter A, and the word family, or you can donate and get the book at focusonthefamily.ca. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team here, thanks for joining us for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.